There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. The following is a fourth-hand production. Are you easily offended? Because if you are, you should probably stop listening. Are you interested in the bizarre and unusual? Like serial killers? Do you scream as loud as you can? They're already scared of you. They stab you just once. You know what I mean? Then run Or off. maybe they fucking kill it's, you. It's and aliens? I'm thinking either. Yeah, guys. probably. <laughs> like, but like, if you're gonna take my sperm, at least make me happy. Don't forget about the paranormal. Why? Why do you look like that? Because I'm from hell, bitch. Why are you from hell? Come on strange drunken journeys with us, your host Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson, and Billy Kirby, as we drink and discuss the creepy and weird sides of life. Strange Brew Podcast, that's Strange Brew Podcast. Okay, Tom, relax. Strange Brew can be found anywhere you can find a podcast, though. From Apple Podcast and Spotify to Podbean and many more. So crack those beers or, or booze and light those doobies, because, because it's, it's about to get strange. Yo, 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 what up, everybody? Welcome to episode, I keep forgetting, I don't care of what the suck, I'm Chris. <laughs> and I'm James. What's up, hoes? All right, man, today is another exciting, exciting entry in our shitty, our shitty never ending, never-ending library of... Of... Sh- of, of... Cock-a-doo-doo. <laughs> Big... <laughs> As Jeff Goldblum says, that is one big pile of shit. That is, oh, absolutely. And that is what we do here at What the Suck. That's how we roll, bitches. That's right. So today we are breaking on into the 80s with the, uh, shit, hang on. (laughs) You picked it. I know, right? (laughs) All right. With the 1988 American supernatural horror film, Poltergeist 3. This is one of those cases, my friends, where they should have stopped at one. Yeah, for real. I mean, one was fantastic. Two was, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And number three was, why? Just... It's just one of those where they, they definitely just shout them out for money. Yeah. For money. It's all it was. It's a cash grab. It's a pure uh, cash grab. Yeah. And on top of that, they they killed the poor kid. Well, they didn't kill the kid. That's well, we'll get into that. They didn't kill the kid though. But uh, yeah, okay. So, Poltergeist three, uh, directed by Gary Sherman, produced by Barry Bernardi, 
written by Gary Sherman and Brian Taggart, uh, based on characters created by Steven Spielberg, starring Tom Skerritt, Nancy Allen, Heather O'Rourke, and, of course, Zelda Rubenstein. So wait a minute. You're telling me Viper's in this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, uh, Detective Lewis from RoboCop is in this. Yep, yep. Heather, you know, oh, I've only work. done three movies, and Zelda, I look like my friend Joan Rubenstein. Shit, <laughs> yep. That's a... Oh, Lord. I mean, there's more people, obviously, but these are like the main actors that are uh, credited in the movie. So, uh, music by Joe Renzetti. Cinematography by Alex Nepomanchi. <laughs> Close enough. shit. Edited by Ross Albert. Distributed by MGM, released June the tenth, nineteen eighty-eight. Ninety-eight minute runtime. It had a budget Why? of nine point five million and a box office of fourteen point one. So it barely made its uh, budget it back. Barely made its money back. Barely. Now, this film is both. Well, I won't say both. This film is just infamous for many things. Many, many things. Yes. One being a complete piece of shit. Yes. Two. Being the weirdest of the Poltergeist uh, movies because it takes place in a fucking apartment tower complex, <laughs> which it's just fucking like weird. It's just no. So, okay. So for those who don't know the uh, history of the Poltergeist franchise, let's take you through a little bit of a uh, history with this, shall we? Shall we? So first Poltergeist released 1982, right? Yep. Co-written and produced by Steven Spielberg. And it was a work of fucking art. Yes. I absolutely loved the first Poltergeist. Yes. Now, it wasn't directed by Steven Spielberg, as probably many people think. It was actually directed by Toby Hooper. Toby who? Toby Hooper? Toby Hooper. Ah. The man behind Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yes. Uh, Now, the film focuses on the Freeling family, which consists of Steve, played by coach Craig T. Nelson, (laughs) uh, Diane, played by Joe Beth Williams, Dana, played by Dominic Doon, more on her later. Robbie by Oliver Williams, and Carol Ann, played by the precious, precious Heather O'Rourke. Very precious. What a cute kid. Yes. They live in the California housing development called Siesta Verde, which comes to be haunted by ghosts. (laughs) It's a quest of fool. You got to say it like a white guy. Oh, by... by, Okay, sorry. By Custa Verde, which comes to be haunted by ghosts. The ghosts communicate only with Carol Ann through the family's television set and are under the control of a demon known as the Beast, quote-unquote. Now, the ghosts are attracted to Carol Ann's life force and believing she will help them lead them into light, they abduct her through her bedroom closet, which acts as a portal to her dimension. Now, most of the film revolves around the efforts of her family to rescue her, um, along with a group of parapsychologists and a spiritual medium named Tangina Behrens. I didn't even know she had a last name. I didn't know either. I just called her Zelda. Zelda Rubenstein. <laughs> uh, Caroline is eventually retrieved from the other side and following a second attack by the beast that reveals the ghost had originated from an improperly relocated cemetery under the neighborhood. The family flees Custa Verde while the house caves in on itself and sucked into another dimension. Cue my favorite line. You moved the headstones, but you left the bodies, didn't you? Yeah, th- 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 this movie has a ton of great references, scenes, yeah. oh, lines. Yeah. I mean, it's got the one of the most famous lines in horror movie history. They never, you know, the the one thing that I'm sorry went a little. I love the house, the yeah. whole portal in the house and all that shit yeah. was crazy. I get it, but the lunging coffins bursting out of the ground and right. shit. I was like, yeah, whatever. But 
Well, I mean, so so okay, so it has it has the famous line "They're here," which is which oh, is oh yeah with Caroline in front of the teeth. Which that's okay. like probably one of the most famous horror lines ever. And we need to we need to preface this for all the millennials out there because they don't know anything about this. So back in the day, kids, okay, we're gonna take a little trip back to Grandpa's time. Grab your coloring books and grab your dog and put down your iPods and your Apple phones. So back in the day, all right. TVs did not run 24 hours. No, they did not. At the end of the broadcasting day, they would play the national anthem along with uh, like a montage of like eagles in the country and shit. Was it national anthem or? The, it was. It was. Yeah. Okay. Then it would go to static. <laughs> yeah. And it would be static the whole night until <laughs> early in the morning when it would pick back up. Okay. Yep. Now. That's different from now because now everything is 24 hours. The world doesn't shut off. No. It stays on constantly. And let me tell you, growing up as a kid, that was my, I mean, that was my white noise to fall asleep to. Yeah. And watch TV. Absolutely. So super late. And I'd wake up middle of the night with the, the snow going and, and it would be very calming and relaxing. Then 1988 happened and this fucking movie came out. <laughs> and this movie had Carol Ann talking through the ghost through the snow. And the ghost entering the house through the TV of the snow. And from that point on, I could no longer sleep with the fucking snow on the TV. No. Because I was scared out of my nine-year-old shitless pants. Now, were you talking about the eight, the, the original or are you talking three? Not the original. This is the original. You what said was, 88, fool. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. 82. Sorry. Retract. Retract. 82 <laughs> came out. You're right. I was thinking about the, the this yes. one. But yeah, 82 came out. So the, the, I was I was five when I first saw it in eighty uh eighty five. Yes. So yeah. Everything from, about that one was an absolute masterpiece. Now you've got the great, great scene where Craig T. Nelson's in the mirror and he's peeling his face off. No, that was Marty the paranormal investigator. Oh was oh okay, yeah, Marty. Sorry, Marty. <laughs> Confusing here. The chicken stealing right. steak stealing fuck. <laughs> Craig T. Nelson in the kitchen. Craig T. Nelson had the worm that he drank and then the That the, was part two. Was that part two? That was part two. Holy shit, I'm mixing all my shit up. That's okay, it don't matter. Okay, hold on. The clown the clown was this one. The clown was this one for the sure. Clown the clown was one. this one in the tree. In the tree. The, the creepy ass tree. Yep. Um uh, the uh what else was uh oh i know the first ones also had that it's not scary but had that really hilarious fucking scene where he's trying to watch uh, a game with his friends yes. and his neighbor has the same remote on the same frequency and, and they keep changing Rogers. the channels yeah. and they they're literally they're open the side door of the house and they're yeah. facing each other and just hitting the remote that's not awesome. scary fucking hilarious though it was great yeah okay so that one's so that one's out oh now that's the first one it's classic now the other thing this one's infamous for is the fact that there's a scene at the end where they're in the um, not filled in, not fully furnished pool. Yes. That's full of water because of the rain. Uh-huh. And the skeletons start to come out. Yep. They used real skeletons. Yes, they because did. Because they were actually cheaper than buying fake skeletons. <laughs> so, these skeletons... I wonder if they told Miss Joe Beth Williams that they were going to be real. Probably. I don't think so. Probably not. Uh. No, I doubt it. Um, and so, yeah, so that, that, so when you, so when you see that scene, guys, and you see the skeletons come out, they those are, are actual real. skeletons. That is, right. that's fucked up, really. That is to fucked up. To be honest up. with you, it is. Yeah. Because you're messing with somebody's remains, you know. I mean, they, they just didn't care. They're like, here, here, throw fucking Billy in there. Let's go. Yep. Yeah. So, on top of that, we also have a tragedy that happened just after the first one, which sort of instigated the quote unquote poltergeist curse. Yes. So, um, actress Dominique Young, or Dunn, 
um, who made her film debut in Poltergeist as the eldest sister of Carol Ann, uh, was killed in 1983, a year after. It was and released. had one of the most, what I call, bone-chilling screams that I've ever heard oh, in a horror yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I do she remember comes, that. When she gets out of the car and she yells, what's happening? And yeah. she gets freaked out and then she screams it. Mm-hmm. That was a bone-chiller. It was very, I mean, yeah. she really delivered that one well. And it was a shame. That she was strangled by her boyfriend. Yeah, so she was strangled to death by her boyfriend, John Thomas Sweeney. So we're bringing you here a little bit of cross crossover between our other show, State of Fear, <laughs> and this one because State of Fear we Dude. do paranormal and true crime. Go listen yes. to it; it's fucking awesome. And then okay, so yeah, so we got the crossover here. <laughs> now uh, later, uh, Young was put on life support after the attack, but passed away five days later. And John Thomas Sweeney was found guilty of voluntary manslaughter, according to a 1983 article from the Freelance Star. Manslaughter. Yeah. You know why? Because she didn't die immediately. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The problem. Sorry. He was trying to kill her. He was trying to kill her. You yeah, know, so asshole. that's that should be attempted murder, manslaughter. Just, just put a gun to his head and kill him. So then you've got the actor who played the cult leader, Kane, uh, Julian Beck, who died um, at the age of 60 when he lost his uh, battle with stomach cancer in 1985. 60. 60. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Now, I, I know he was sick, but during the filming of Poltergeist 2, he looked like he was 90 years old. That's Poor what, guy. That's what stomach cancer does to I must you, have man. ripped him to shreds, but, yeah. you know, I've always joked about how creepy looking he was and shit, and then I found that he was sick, and I felt kind of bad for about five minutes. For about five minutes. But then, were... but his character was super so creepy, man. scary as Jesus. shit. He was scary as shit. So, the, ne- the third death um, has to do with an actor by the name of Will Sampson, who played the fantastic ghost, actor, by the way, the ghost tailor in the second yep. film. Yep, he died on June third, nineteen eighty-seven, age fifty-three, after a illness caused by a chronic degenerative condition. Damn. Yeah. So the he was like six feet eight too. He was huge. Yeah. Yeah. He and, was... and he was a he he played. Uh, if anybody's a fan of old westerns. Mm-hmm. One of his best roles was Ten Bears in the Outlaw Josie Wales. Oh, he was yeah. the Indian chief. Very good actor. Yeah, and good good guy all around. Fifty three. Fifty three. Even, damn, even younger young. than Kane, dude. Shit, I'll be fifty three in like six months. <laughs> so the damn. the final and probably most tragic death was that around Carol Ann Heather O'Rourke. No, it was also it was it was most tragic because she was the youngest, and it was also tra- uh, um, unexpected. It was it was it was yeah. one of those deaths that just come out of nowhere. Yeah, and we we did a little reading on it and found I thought she had died of cancer. I was right. wrong. I was wrong. The poor little thing actually died of a four inch swollen intestinal block, and she died during surgery. Right, she died during surgery. Uh, she had, I believe, a form of Crohn's disease. Yeah. Um, and while in surgery, she uh, unfortunately passed on. At the and age. I believe it was during filming, if I'm not mistaken. No, because or she it just it was, it was after. Yeah, cause just she died. Wrapped, yeah, because yeah. she died um, February first, nineteen eighty-eight. So like four months before the film came out. So that's... and she was one kid in the movie who actually didn't aggravate the shit out of me. Yeah, no, she was actually she was a great actress. She was cute. Yeah, adorable little kid. Unfortunately, she was twelve when she died. So that's yeah. that's very sad. But yeah, so that's. That's uh is what gave rise to the poltergeist cursed and and that, rightfully so I mean, and that, damn because they use real bones in in the scene in the first movie and yeah. the movie itself is just so the, the first one itself is is great because it's it's sort of a slow burn mm-hmm. but it also has like the just enough creepy um moments in between to keep you on edge 
till you get to that finale, which is just horrifying. Jeez, yeah, because like you said, it's, it, that's a very good term for it, slow burn, because they actually start out, and everybody knows, getting a kick out of it. They're having right. fun with it. I mean, they're, they're, they, they, they're they messing with scene, the ghosts. Right, yeah. where, where like, they, they have that chair going across the, yeah. the floor. And, they and she put, got it all marked on the floor and yeah. shit. It says, here, sit here. And, and then they have the scene that, that is, is uh, I mean, there, there's a few, quite a few uh, occurrences in the film that, that we as paranormal investigators have, have heard of in real life cases yep. like chairs moving but also that scene where she she leaves a room the kitchen she comes back in all the the cabinets are open yeah all the chairs are stacked we, that was awesome yeah and and we've had people who've had cases like that actually happen oh yeah yeah so i mean it, it's and little things like that that just build up and build up to it yep so and, and all she did was turn around and go <gasps> yeah she gasps and turns around and that's it yeah and i'm like okay that's yeah. I mean, she's acting awful calm for somebody whose chairs just all stacked themselves in like a matter of seconds. <laughs> I, know. I know, but it it was cool the way she's playing with it at first because it it didn't seem at the time that it was going to harm them. No, it was it was purely. I mean, especially because something like that is just so benign. Now I don't blame the tree for trying to eat the kid. Yeah, kid you know, because he was bastard. annoying. He's bastard. annoying a little buck. But I tell you fuck. what, that clown and poltergeist. <laughs> Is what scared me from clowns when I was a kid. I think Not that's it. one of the iconic moments in horror movie history, to be honest with you. Yeah. That, you know, trying to throw the blanket over. Not and, even that. Not even that. Just just when he looks and it's gone and then it pulls oh, underneath the and, fucking And you hear bed. the bells. You hear yeah. the bells go chink. And yeah. he looks over and, and it's gone and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, so that scared me as a kid, not it. Um, but I got over my fear of clowns a long time ago. They're not scary. They're just they're sad. They're very sad. Yeah. <laughs> um so, all right, the sequel, Poltergeist Two. Uh, was directed by Brian Gibson and released on May 23rd, 1986, and is set a year following the events of the first one and offers an alternate explanation for the ghost's origin. Now, the film also develops the identity and backstory of the Beast, who had lived in the 19th century as a religious zealot named Ren- uh, Reverend Henry Kane, played yep. by Julian Beck. Now, Kane was leader of a utopian cult who, in anticipation of the end of the world, had steeled themselves in a cavern located directly below what later became the Freelings' property. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Those skeletons that came up in the pool came out of the crypt. Right. Or the, I get, not the crypt, but the, the cavern. underground cavern, cavern that yeah. he'd locked everybody in. So I was like, nah. Now, uh, Kane is anxious to possess Carol Ann in order to continue manipulating his followers after death. The ghosts follow and attack the Freelings. At their current household, aided by an American Indian shaman named Taylor, Will Sampson, uh, the Freelings managed to escape from Kane and his followers a second time. Now, that was neat. I like the fact that they involved the whole Native American uh, thing in this movie. The right. meditation, the facing the beast and all that. I mean, yes, Poltergeist 2 was a huge step down, granted. Not nearly as many cool effects. Right. The tequila worm scene was stupid. <laughs> it, it's, hey, hey look man for for a seven-year-old kid that was creepy as shit yeah it was that hell was yeah the way that thing grinned at him and shit yeah yeah but damn and, like, and let me tell you for a seven-year-old kid kane was a scary motherfucker too yeah oh god kane was creepy as shit yeah i was already shit i was in 88 i was already uh or 86, 86 excuse yeah. me i was already in the service so i was yeah. 18 19 years old at that point and i saw that bastard and i didn't like him he's a scary motherfucker this is where you need to key his little song oh okay yeah i'll put that in. insert here so (laughs) what is poltergeist 3 all about well let me fucking tell you you greedy bastards okay (laughs) they're back again for the third fucking time that doesn't say on the box i just put that in there and they're still looking for carol ann heather o'rourke in this riveting and climactic finale to the poltergeist trilogy 
sent by her parents to live in Chicago high-rise with her aunt, Nancy Ellen, uncle, Tom Skerritt, and cousin, Laura Flynn Boyle, Carol Ann must face demons more frightening than ever before as they move from invading homes to taking over an entire skyscraper. Womp, what the hell did they do? Move to the ghetto? What yeah. the fuck? I mean, what is this, Ghost in the Machine and they shit? They said, oh, even more terror. It's a it's a damn high-rise. It's a high-rise. Yeah. You know, you, you go... You go from suburban America to, you know. To fucking the Trump Tower, <laughs> you know. Whatever. But, yeah. yeah. All right. Now, let's, let's uh, real quick, uh, the Rotten Tomato score on this is a 18% from eight, from 17 uh, critic reviews. Perfect. 22% from 17,722 audience shit. reviews. Holy shit. Yeah. So That's a lot. It's a stinker. Yeah. It's a stinker. Uh, once again, our rating system, go check out other episodes uh, about it. We're not going to go over here. <laughs> so, that being said, let's get into the review, shall we? Absolutely, let's man. Let's do Let's watch this piece of shit. Okay, we got egg, sausage, bacon. What'll it be? Toastums. Oh, no. I cook, you set the table. How's Carol Ann? I don't know. How would you feel if some quack told you you had supernatural powers? How do you feel deep down inside? One word. I don't know. Well... Lonely, maybe. fingers you will awaken one two three all right well holy shit that um <laughs> yeah that definitely that you you made a great comment this is you halfway actually more than part way all the way through it you said that this is worse than you remember yeah i would agree it, this is worse than i remember for sure uh, I didn't even I, I didn't even remember the movie correctly. I didn't either. But then I had that problem earlier. Yeah, because <laughs> one and two it was all blending together. Yeah, but yeah, this one one and two I remember very well because one I love, two was to me it was okay. Yeah, I mean it was all right. Yeah, this one here 
I didn't see, but maybe twice, maybe. Yeah. If I remember. But then I thought certain things. I I completely forgot almost everything about this movie. I, f- I feel like you, 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 we take one, two, and three, and then one on itself is completely awesome. And then we take the better parts of two and three and just merge them into one, making one whole cohesive movie, you know? Yeah. But see, then they sit there, <clears throat> and, and I guess they. Uh... <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> Right off the bat, we are introduced to Carol Ann in a building uh, in Chicago. What I guess is looks like the John Hancock building. The two big antennas on it. Or Herbie Hancock building. Herbie. Herbie Hancock. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so you don't even see like any scene with the parents discussing sending her away. Nope. Uh, to get, make her safe. Any, any of that shit. It's just cut. She's already fucking She's there. She's just there. She's been there. And she's watching a window washer, an old man out there washing a window. And then she looks away. She's playing with her speaking spell. Which, first of all, fuck that. Because he's just an old dude with a squeegee. And they live on the 70th floor in yeah. this movie. Yeah. And he's just outside the window. Like nothing. Just squeegeeing. Yeah, there, there is a there's a, uh, a cloth hanging over the rail. He's on the 70th floor. It should be windy as fuck. Yes. And there is no wind in that motherfucker. No wind. And first of all, still, fuck that. Yeah. So he disappears, and then she's like, you know, whatever. And, and all of a sudden, <laughs> she goes towards the window. And in the, so, oh, that's another thing. This whole fucking building, every opposite side of this building, every hallway, every opposite side of the hallway, every opposite side of the room, has a mirror. Floor-to-ceiling mirrors. Yeah, floor-to-ceiling. Annoying department store, changing store, floor-to-ceiling yeah. like, mirror type her shit. Her room that she's in, one side is like three sections, and it's floor-to-ceiling mirrors. Yep. And the middle section is the inside of her fucking door for this room. That makes no fucking sense. It, it is. It's, it's, it's seriously ugly, but it's it's... it's, it's you know, par it's, for the course for this piece of shit. It's set up that way so they can do all of these stupid ass, creepy uh, move uh, scenes later on where the mirror shows something but the real world doesn't. Yeah, and and, I, and this is this is the reason there was no Poltergeist four. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it just couldn't have got any fucking worse. It, it's not scary when you show it every five fucking minutes. No, it's not. All right, so she she now did you did you tell these nice folks that you know she's looking at the window washer dude when he goes down he looks up not yet not yet because it's already happened yeah so <laughs> uh yeah so she she looks the window washer goes down she goes to, to the side to to take a look at him and when she looks down she sees Kane there instead yep he's already there he's shown up and he is a doc. Dr. Emmett L. Brown looking motherfucker. This is not the cane is, from the other movie, obviously, because no. the gentleman was dead. Yeah. The this is, poor guy passed away. But this, this guy like, here, oh, man. Like, he, he looks like one of the Golden Girls. It's it's horrible. Yeah. So then uh, her aunt and uncle come in the room, and there's a bunch of talking. About uncle Viper. Uncle Viper, yeah. Tom Skerritt. Yeah, Tom Skerritt. We yeah. call him Uncle Viper in this movie. And then uh, we enter, you know, there's a whole bunch of talking, yeah, yeah, talking about the party that's going on tonight. There's some party going on. The parents are going to go to uh, daughter, the Viper's daughter, which is uh, uh, Murphy's. Oh, sorry, um, not Murphy. What's Murphy's partner name? Oh, Lewis. 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 Yep. Lewis's stepdaughter. Uh, talking about <laughs> she wants to go to a party, and while that's going on, all of a sudden, like again, mirrors. All, Everywhere, all the elevators where, where where the buttons are are all mirror sections. All of a sudden, they start cracking all the way up to the middle, all 
All floors. Yeah, because Kane is now Kane, in the building. Kane is in the building. Literally in the building. Not in in the building. He is in the building. So then we cut to them uh, to apparently Tom Skerritt is the property manager of the building. Yes. He goes to work in the building. The wife tries to take the kids down to meet their ride for school. I don't know. I don't know if he's the property manager or he's like the architect in this building because this place is under construction. Right. As we notice in several scenes when they walk through these halls, it's still the drywall and the freaking trim and shit. But I don't think the architect actually lives inside the building while it's being built. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think he's the property Weirdness. manager. Yeah. Who knows? It's 80s. They're, they're all doing fucking coke. <laughs> <laughs> so then and they, when making movies like this, it is a uh, There's no wonder why. Yeah. You know. So they finally the the mom gets the uh, kids out to school and then she goes to her job, which is part of the. Uh, oh, we can't forget though. What? They sprint down seventy floors through them all and manage to cut off a van that is already leaving yeah. the parking garage. And they're not even tired. They're not tired. Not tired. No. No sweat. No nothing. No no hard no no uh, lack of breath. Nothing. They're just oh hey I caught you good let's go. Yep. <laughs> so they drag these little shits to school. And they drop Carol Ann off, of course, and she is at a gifted slash emotional support pr- or problem. Emotionally you know, challenged school. I guess. Yeah. Basically for kids that have gifts but are fucked in the head. Yeah. And, of course, everybody in the school, she gets out of there and just mean little shit kids. All reaching their hands out, making fun of her, saying that she see a ghost and all this shit. Yeah. You know, it's just typical fucking brat. Shit ass kids, and so at this point, like apparently all of the all of the um, teachers and staff at the school know about the whole incident at Carol Ann's house from the first movie. Yes, how they know, I don't fucking know. No, there's no explanation. There's that, no way that there, shit made there's national not even, headlines. There's not even an exposition dump at any point in this movie that explains no. why she was even brought there. All they know is they said they sent her there. Yeah. But they never said why. No. Why is she going to this school? They they kind of explained it because I guess they think because she has been on the other side, she's got these gifts, this bullshit well, fucking school no, the, doctor. The, the, yeah, the, the, the headmaster is a psychiatrist, so he's yeah. there to help the kids through their trauma, whatever trauma they, they suffered. He doesn't believe that he that she you know went to the other side. She he just believes that she, she comes from a broken home. And then she's got this a power, you her, know, this, uh, mass hypnotism mass that hypnotist. she can make people believe what she's saying she's seen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, like but I'd be but, like, imagine y'all emptying your wallets and giving me your cash. Give me your three dollars. I, I wouldn't be wasting it with no ghost shit. I'd be like, give me some cash. Yeah. And so, um. Yeah, so then we get seen where the mom is at her job, which is at the museum, uh, getting the part uh, the area ready for the party tonight yes um and then we cut to a scene where one of the janitors goes to tom scarrett tell him that there's something <laughs> wrong with the building say viper we got a problem uh viper come in come in viper and uh <laughs> take him to the the heating and air conditioning duct area and there's ice everywhere because ice is fucking scary i mean that's pretty oh no, it's scary. terrifying i was, I was shit my pants when i saw that i was like holy shit because <laughs> i was thinking about the electricity bill and that motherfucker. yeah um yeah so she's at school and you get this you know this uh whole scene with the uh head doctor telling like some visitors all about the school and what they do and he's just a real piece of he's a real asshole yeah they have him in a glass in a room with see-through glass and they're watching him more fucking mirrors right and watching these kids like their little experiments exactly you know right and it's pointless it's just fucking pointless it's just it's it's it sucks it really does and so uh from there we go to 
we introduced oh um oh, let me see I'm trying to think what happened okay yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> so while while that's going on so while that's going on uh while they're in that glass case and absorbing uh, observing observing Carol Ann she sees Kane through the reflection in the glass again this and absolutely has no emotional reaction whatsoever she's just like she's cool calm and collected she's like oh shit again she's like who is that is that is that Doc Brown yeah no no it's Kane fuck (laughs) and um, well after that happens we cut to Zelda somewhere who knows where (laughs) other side of the country Pouring tea, and all of a sudden she has an attack because she somehow senses she's got fucking the Jedi Force. She got in her. The, that's what I was gonna say. She's using the Force. Using the Force. She feels a disturbance. Are you are you like driving with your eyes open or using the Force? That's it. Um, but she senses that Kane has found her. So she overpours her tea, tells the old hag she's with. I'll see you bitches later. Yeah, I got to go. Yeah, and, and hops the fuck on a plane and goes and gone. So then. Uh, then we're in a therapy session with Carol Ann and the doctor, and mm-hmm. he's trying to help her through with some hypnosis and shit. Um, and, and she's reliving stuff that happened in the first two movies, and he's like, I didn't see the first two movies, so fuck you. And... <laughs> yeah, no shit. I didn't see the first two movies. Quit acting like I know what the fuck you're talking yeah. about. So then she leaves, and while... But before she leaves, she's like staring... Again, There, there are the, the guests are behind two-way mirror, Watching from the room. Yes. And she keeps staring at him, and he keeps turning back and forth to look in the mirror, to look at her, look in the mirror, look at her. What the fuck are you looking at? And then she leaves, and then she she did leave before the thing went, right? Let me see. Hang on. I don't know if she left before. Yeah, she did. Oh, no, I know what happened. Okay, yeah. So he keeps looking back and forth, and then... All of a sudden, in, in the reflection, she sees a hand come up through the table. Yep. So she takes off and leaves, and he is like, what the hell? He looks back. He sees the hand in, in the glass, in the mirror. Yeah. The, gla- the the fucking the hand picks up a fucking coffee cup, chucks it at him, and breaks the, the part of the two-way mirror. I mean, bust the fuck bust out, out of it. it. And then he acts like, oh, she's just making me, be- you know, just imagine this shit. This, yeah. This, this doctor he's is a so, real piece of shit. He's got his shit. head so up his ass. That he's he tells the guest that it was another incident of mass hypnotism where or or post hypnotism. She made us all think we saw the cup flying, and then she made you take your cup and smash right. the mirror. Post hypnotic suggestion Bullshit. or whatever. Yeah, it's it's dumb. But fucking. I love the way she keeps looking over there, like, "What are you fucks looking at?" I yeah. mean, I love that part. She just kind of staring. She leans over and looks around. Says, "What in the hell are these motherfuckers doing in here?" All y'all, fuck off. I'm out. So we cut to that night, and the, the parents are getting ready for the party, and they're talking about <laughs> some other bullshit. I, I love know. it. It's like, you can hear the plane going down, folks. Yeah, more. It's like, grab the parachutes, time to jump. Yeah, more interaction with the kids, and then they take off. And then we get this stupid scene where the parents are walking down the hallway, and again, one side of the hallway has fucking mirrors. All mirrors. The other side has three doors for other apartments that are going to be built or whatever. Mm. So they're walking down the hallway, and then you get a shot where as they pass each door in the mirror, the door opens, and a cane motherfucker comes out. Yeah. And, and you're like, what's the point of all this? Right. It's supposed to be creepy because he's he's And in, they in the don't mirror. see him. They don't see him. They don't see him at all. The doors on in the real world don't actually open. Yeah. And so at this point, it's like the this is like the 
second or third time this has happened with mirrors. Yep. Because there was another scene earlier where um, the the when the the Tom Skerritt and Lewis were talking, <laughs> he was looking in a mirror, fixing his tie, his bow tie, and then she was talking, sitting facing him, talking to him yeah. with her back to the mirror, and then you he he takes off. But in the mirror, his reflection is still there. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And then she turns around. As she turns around, his reflection turns around and walks out. But he's already walked out. So she's, she she's double taken. Like, what the fuck? But, but yet, still no panic. No, no. None. Look, in the real goddamn world, if anybody sees that shit happen, they're pissing their pants. Gonna, they're screaming. You're shitting a brick and you're hauling ass. And you're these not, people yeah. are like, these people are like, man, these all pe- people all I act th- like they're on crack. And they realize <laughs> they have to get off crack because they're seeing shit. Yep. Because they're entirely too they're they're entirely too mellow for this entire right. thing. And at that point, it's like again when the the scene when they're walking in the hallway, it's like the third time the shit has happened. And the first time it was kind of creepy. Second time, not so much. Third time, you're like, okay, I fucking get it. I, yeah, stop we, it. We get it every time you turn around and there's a wall somewhere that nobody's looking at. Kane's gonna stick his fucking head out of the door. Stop it. Whatever. It's not scary. It's annoying as shit. Uh, so then we cut to a scene where the two girls are talking, and uh, Caroline tells her to go to the party, even though she doesn't want to. And then they do, a, and then they do another scene, the same fucking scene. the The bitch is getting ready in in the bathroom, and the the shot is of her looking in the mirror. Yep. And then in the mirror, Caroline opens the door, pops her head in, and says, "Hey, you look great." Yada yada yada. But then when the camera turns left, the door is closed. The door is closed, and she opens the door, and Caroline's right there, and she says the same thing she just said in the mirror. Yeah, and, but. Yet again, not scary. No panic. No, no not panic. scary. No panic. Yeah, the ca- the the girls just acting like, uh, what again, did I just see? At this point, everybody has had a mirror like issue or mirror problem, and they're just like, oh, this happens every fucking day. They just all of a sudden start having these these encounters and shit, and yeah. no reaction whatsoever. It's like, oh, you know, these nineteen eighties mirrors are just full of like flaws <laughs> and shit. Well, see, back in the eighties, everybody was badass, right? So, yeah. oh, fuck that. We got a demon mirror. I don't give a shit. Fuck. So, um, <clears throat> I can't remember the bitch's name. What's the girl's name? What's her name again? The daughter? Donna. Donna. Donna goes to the party. Uh, there's a bunch of hipster kids there. A bunch of 80s hipster kids there. The parents end up being there, so they don't really have a party. And so, they're trying to figure out where they're going to go to party. Yep. So, then Donna's like, hey, I got my dad's keys to the building. We're going to fuck some shit up. We're going to the pool. Let's go to the pool. <laughs> so, uh, they decided they're going to go to the pool. Meanwhile, Caroline's back in her par- in her room playing with her speaking spell. Yep. The most evil of toys ever. Of course it is. Um, and she keeps sensing. She's got this spider sense going on that she keeps sensing something going on. And she thinks something's out the window. She goes over to the window. And this is where you start to get the idea that he is controlling all the mirrors in this building. Yep. Because as she's walking towards there, if you notice, uh, her reflection is not doing things the same time as her. Yep. And the thing is, what it is, is it, the, the mirror behind her shows his reflection... As he's walking, like when she goes toward there, right. and it shows him on the damn lift again, and then she's looking out the the real window, and, and nothing's not there. there. Right. So yes, he lives in that dimension, in the mirror dimension. So hence to all you paranormal people out there who believe mirrors are dimensions, I think that's what they were trying to do with this fucking movie. So then she walks back towards the mirror to see what's going on, and she puts her hands on it, and all of a sudden, other hands come out of the mirror, grab her hands. And she looks, and her face is an old-looking oh, old, fu- yep. old face. And she's entirely too calm. She's like, let me go, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it lifts her up, and then she's screaming and wiggling, and then, it, like, it, like let's go. And then she she's trying to get out. All of a sudden, she hears Ruba's, Ruba, or Zelda's voice, who's on a plane. Ruba Zelda? Ruba Zelda. 
she's on a plane and she's mentally projecting this thought to Carol Ann to break the mirror. Break the mirror. And so she breaks the mirror. Carol Ann, use the force. Yes. The force be with you always, Carol Ann. That's right. So she breaks the mirror and she gets out. And from that point on, it is just one nonstop run, like, race to get away <laughs> it, from fucking mirrors. It is. It is fucking stupid. Um, then we get a shot uh, after Tangina warns off, you know, warns the kid, tells her what to do to get out of the room. Then we see her calling the doctor and bitching him out, saying, motherfucker, it's your fault. Yeah. You made her talk about it. You made her remember it. Now he knows where she's at. Your fault, motherfucker. Now all, when I get there, I'm going to whoop your ass. Meanwhile, this is all from a plane. She's on a fucking plane while this is all happening. Exactly. All this. She's doing all this from a plane because she is a badass. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and so, Caroline's in the apartment, freaked out, trying to figure out what to do. Meanwhile, Donna and her dumbass friends are trying to break into the pool. They break in, and then Donna and her and her Jufro dude leave to go <laughs> <laughs> to, to the... Um, I went to the security room. To the security room to... Yeah, because they saw Officer Krupke. He runs off. Yeah. Security guard. He goes off for some reason. I think he's called off. So they go in there to fuck with the cameras. So what does she do? She does the typical thing. Oh, let's put it on a loop and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she runs it back two hours, puts it on a loop, yada, yada, yada. Meanwhile, Caroline's running out of the apartment. Um, and she goes to the elevator, but then Kane is in the elevator window. Of her course she is. So she can't go in there. And yet, um, no freak out. She just kind of stares. Yeah, she's very calm about it. She's just like, oh, no, I got to get away. Can't, can't do it. Uh, so <laughs> after they do the loop, her Jufro boyfriend is like, hey, let's go to the supermarket. <laughs> let's go to the supermarket. Uh, that just gets me. This fucking building has everything, okay? It's got, yeah. it's got a goddamn pool. A mall. It's got, it's got a mall. Has its own fucking mall. Has it's got a, a supermarket. Has, yep. It has a party place. I mean, it has every fucking thing. Hey, you man. Know? It's a perfect building. You ain't got to go nowhere. You got to leave this perfect perfect building for right you now. stay inside forever. To social distance yourself. You can go nowhere. That's right. <laughs> social distance. Um, and, and so <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, Caroline's still trying to get our way. And, and she's running down uh, the stairs to get to the, the parking garage. Uh, the boyfriend, the Jufro and Donna have um, done Jack. They've done Jack two six packs of beer, some bunch Coke, of soda, some, chip, some chips and shit. And they're going to go party. And they go back to the room. All things are interrupted. They yeah. go back to the security room. Right. Start fucking with their friends, but then they see Carol Ann on the in fucking the, monitor, in the parking garage. And they're like, "Oh shit!" So they have to run down the garage, go get her. And apparently, Kane's uh, chain. Chain. Kane is chasing her. Yeah. Either other dimensionally or somewhat, but you hear his voice, and he's like, "Don't run away. We love you. You can lead us to the light." And blah blah blah, and all this shit. Uh-huh. And so he he's running from him, but then she does this weird, stupid ass backwards her, run. Her run is not even like a run. It's she's no. like kicking up her feet. She's it's, like back, back, back. Turn around, and go forward. Yeah, and I'll turn to go back, back, and then I'll turn around and go forward. And then she goes down by this puddle. Yeah. This fucking puddle that has puddle no business being in here. This is indoors, 
And I'm guessing they're thinking, you know, you'll look up and think, oh, it's just a leaky pipe, whatever. Maybe it is because this building has all kinds of fucking problems now because Kane is fucking with everything. Fucked it up. And she's standing in this water, and here come these fucking hands. Yeah. Out, and it lights up, and you're like, oh, jeez. And it turns into like a pool, like a, a, yeah. a, a two-foot a glowing, pool. A glowing fucking pool on the ground. Yeah. And Tweedledee and Tweedlebitch come out. You right. Know, Jufro boy. And- Jufro and, and Donna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they start. Fucking Jufro. Oh, Lord. And then they come running around here, and they see her struggling in the water they actually see this yeah and they and they're they're actually way too calm and then they finally run over and try to help her and everybody gets, going gets the pool. yanked to fuck in the pool yeah it's like get in the pool bitch it's a good time that's right and i'm sitting there going you, know, you see these green fucking hands they look all old and decrepit i mean uh, oh geez and and the thing is at this point mm-hmm. and, it, and they're only still there because they white. Right. Okay. If there were any other race in they'd the world, they'd, they'd be, be gone. They'd be like, fuck this. I'm out. Yeah. They'd have been gone when they seen the motherfucker in the mirror. I'm out. Oh, yeah. I'm done. Bye, but bitch. white people, why do white people stay in the house when there's a ghost in the house? <laughs> That's just it. That's it. That's what exactly what it is. Okay. <clears throat> then we get to the scene where Viper is interrogating the stupid ass teenagers. Yeah, he, he gets called into uh, by the security because they found the kids there. They found the fucking kids in the pool. Say, hey, you got a bunch of kids in here fucking in the pool. And so yeah, <laughs> and they're banging in the pool. There's a fucking orgy going on in the pool. Got to clean the pool. Yeah. Got to clean the pool now because there's a, somebody took a shit in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Eddie Murphy has so many good references. I don't know. For horror movies, all, it's but it awesome. Does. It uh, is awesome. <laughs> so anyway, so they tell him that they were they were down there with Donna. And so he's like, okay, well, Donna's in trouble because she should have been watching Carol Ann. So he goes down to the pool himself. And while he's in there, again, he's looking in a, in the reflection uh, where the, with the pool behind him. Yep. And then all of a sudden, he hears something. He turns around. A flash of light turns around, and the pool is fucking frozen. It's like a fucking frozen-ass pond. It's a little yeah. cracked looking and shit. And, and the fucking, I guess he gets thrown the fuck out. Jack in the Box gets thrown the fuck out. <laughs> Jack in the Box Jufro comes popping out of the thing. <laughs> and he's covered in he's ice. He's covered completely like in ice. ice. It is so stupid. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I mean, you said it best. It looked like it, it looked, looked like, like jizz. He, got, he looked like he got jizzed on. He looked like just, I mean, head to toe jizz. Just covered in sperm, man. You see, he... <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, that's got to stay in. Um, We're gonna call him Seaman Jufro. Oh God Almighty! And he's telling. Uh, he, he's so the uh, the psychiatrist <laughs> and the 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 wife come in, and they're like, "What? They're like what happened?" And he's like, "He he he jumped. He came out of the ice." And they're like, "What ice?" He turns around. And, and he's the, it's gone. He's so, got no, there's no ice in the pool, and, then, and the kids got no ice on him wet. either. Yeah, or, or should I say the jizz is gone? Yeah, he's he's he wiped all the jizz off, and <laughs> um, and so like he's but he's telling them that oh, that fuck. that they've got her, they've got Donna, and they've got Caroline, that they've That's got right. her. It's all he keeps saying over and over. They got That's her, right. they got her, they got they her. They got, they got. It's like, yeah. Tell me what the fuck. What? What do you, what do you mean, motherfucker? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so after that, they they take him back up to his room. And um, they go upstairs to see what the fuck's going on because they don't understand why, you know, where Donna's at. They get there. They open the door. And Caroline's door is, like, glowing. It looks like a balloon that is being overly inflated. It's, like, puffing out and shit. And it's got, like, holes in it with light coming through it. It's like, it's all, it's like, 
I guess the best way to describe it is like when a film melts and starts to come apart. It's the same kind of bubbly look. Right. And so they go over there because they see this fucking hand sticking out. Yeah. So they run over there and she tries to help her and it grabs her. And in the meantime, Tom, old Viper, that devil dog, he's getting devil him, dog. He get himself some ass because right. while he's trying to pull her, you know, he's trying to pull Lewis copping back out the hole. He's copping a feel like copping, a motherfucker. Copping a feel, and all of a sudden, here comes old Zelda. And she's like, <laughs> she's watching this uh, sexual action going on. She's she's, she's like, like, what like, the? Because oh. it does. It looked like he's nailing her. Yeah, he's like, he's this. like here, pull her up. She, she walks up. She's like, <laughs> that ass is clear. That's right. And. uh they're trying to pull Carol Ann out, but then she pulled, knocks him away. Say, that's not Carol Ann. And then it's it, then obviously it's Kane. It's Kane in her, you know, in Carol Ann's little face. You know, yeah. one of hundreds of distorted face scenes. In it, this it, whole fucking movie. Exactly. It's stupid, but she warns them. She just shows up out of fucking nowhere. I don't even know how she knew what building. Yeah. But then again, I She's guess psychic. I guess she is because yeah, if she can astral project her sorry Look, she was using the force <laughs> from thousands of miles away She's on a plane twenty thousand right. miles up i guess she can find she an knows address exactly yep. where yeah she knows how many how many pubes he has all that shit exactly. you know, she knows well everything. anyway she gets in there gives him the usual tangia act uh-huh. and starts to tell them that your family is still there and he it's wants in danger <laughs> So and then she begins to wave around this necklace and makes a reference to Taylor from Poltergeist Two and says, "I was given this by an Indian medicine man. It's very powerful. Blah blah blah. It's a good looking necklace. A lot of turquoise and silver, yeah. which is a favorite of the Native American community. Yep, uh, beautiful stuff. And this necklace is supposedly full of power and super and strong. And does you know?" Keeps, How do I put this? Keeps evil at bay. It kind of does, yeah. But do, do they never really? They've only used it a couple times. You know, I mean, during you know after you know, right. later on, it's not like this major thing. It doesn't flash. It doesn't blast any light. You know, it no. doesn't do any shit like that. It's just they hold it up. And, hey, motherfucker. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it doesn't emit light or anything. It's just there. It's, it's like holding up a cross to a vampire. Yeah. Just, get away, motherfucker. And so there, the psychiatrist is uh, hypnotizing um, Jufro and asking him what happened. And he finally realized, <laughs> he finally. I'll, I'll eventually quit laughing at that, but damn. <laughs> he finally tells him that they, they <laughs> fell into a puddle in the parking garage. And so they all go investigate the puddle. And while they're doing that, Zelda apparently can hear Carol Ann through the puddle. And God bless the poor thing. She has really put it on oh my god since the first movie her head is enormous looks like a pumpkin like a yeah. damn pumpkin head <laughs> it does and and i was making kind of some reference that she kind of looks like a friend of mine uh but then i started looking at her more i was like no i was gonna I, they're just, they're just the same height yeah same yeah. height same kind of general hairstyle same but i was like holy crap yeah same same annoying manner yeah and so she tells him, the psychiatrist, that, uh, you know, that it's real. What's going on is happening is real. It's like, look here, you hack fuck. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, you're making things worse, actually, by the yeah. way. Uh, and so they get in the elevator and they head back up to the apartment. And while they're there, she's giving some grand speech about something. I don't give a fuck. Who cares? <laughs> uh, they open the door, but then in the reflection... Carol Ann is back in her room playing with the speaking spell. Playing with the speaking spell. So they turn around and she... And they see her. 
That's yeah. just it. They all see they're her. They're sitting there. They can see her, but yet they're not doing shit. Yeah. The psychiatrist sees her in the mirror, turns around, and sees that she's not there. And yet nothing. They all see her. Yeah. And, and in the mirror. Saying, oh, that's peculiar. And so Zelda's trying to coax her back over to this side in the mirror. And it's like t- five minutes of her just saying the same shit. And it's like, it's not happening. So then finally, uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's a psychiatrist or the, or the dad that tries to reach out for her. Mm-hmm. And Zelda says no and goes to push him, ends up. Jumps against the mirror, turns into beef jerky. Well, so what happens is when she, when she, hits, <laughs> when she hits the mirror, the, the Caroline in the mirror is not Caroline, it's Kane. It's Kane. And exactly. reaches out and touches her reflection, which turns her into beef jerky. Yep. And uh, cracks the mirror, and then she falls on the ground. She's no. Uh, Tom Scarrett grabs her and throws her on the ground, like yep. he's trying to save her, but it's too late because she's be fucking jerky. And so she's crossed into the other dimension. Yeah, she's into the dimension. And she hits the ground and splits open. And the stupid Donna, Donna comes out screaming. Donna, I mean, it's a pretty conventional, pretty cool effect. Pre- conventionally, conventionally, it's a pretty cool effect. Convincingly, I mean, she, yes. she's like you know she's coming out and like and 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 Donna's. I mean, uh, Zelda's like falling apart and looks like baklava and actually a pretty decent scream right yeah, yeah. i mean this wasn't a well-acted scream for for a change right uh so somebody was actually showing a little terror for once right um uh, so but they then, go in and they wash all the jizz off of her and, and, yeah they, they shower her down they wash all the jizz off she didn't have jizz she has like uh, uh something else but they it wash, looked like boogers man it was like, brown snotty was nasty shit pretty fucking gross <laughs> and so then they, they, they they're trying to like get get her to calm down but like uh, something happens here that we like commented on like earlier like it's the 80s it's different times whatever but like earlier in the film when tom scared is leaving for the party and he's talking to his daughter and donna and tells her you know to yeah. watch to watch carol Ann, yeah you know blah 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 and they're having a little fun daughter dad moment but then he goes to kiss her goodbye and he kisses her on the lips i think laura i think viper and donna had a little thing going I don't know, but we were like, we were not, like, I mean, off screen. You were, you were like, that's gross. I'm like, it's '80s people, you know, were more accepting of that, whatever. Yeah, it's just what it is. But then, after, so in this scene, after he, when he, when he's got her in the bed, he's trying to calm her down. You know, he he's telling her she's okay, she's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's got his his hands on her head. It's very uncomfortable. And and then he <laughs> he, he leans in and kisses her on the lips again, and we're like. Stop doing that. And he's like all up on her and shit. And I'm like, yeah. uh, dude. Like, you're, you're kissing her on the lips. not going to calm her ass down. And I said, I know this is just a movie, but, you know, there's some insinuation going on here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and... And so, like the the mom the mom freaks out. She can't take it, whatever. And yeah, Lewis, which is un- she's uncharacteristically panicky, and but you know that's her character. I get it. Yeah, she ain't Lewis the cop. She's no, not she's tough. Not. She's not tough. She's a flake. She's a flake. She's weird, and she's questioning whether or not she's even you know was even smart to bring Carolyn there. And she and doesn't really believe she, all this is happening. She's trying to come to grips with it. Fucking moronic. Yeah. Uh, and so then, uh, while they're doing that, Tom Scarrett sees Caroline leave the apartment and go down the hallway. Yep. So he chases after her, and the and Lewis chases after chases after him because she's like, "What the hell's going on?" And so the psychiatrist is like, "Telling he's still there. He's telling Donna that she's okay, and he says he'll, he'll go find her parents." And he goes out, and then she he sees uh, he Caroline sees in the Caroline hallway. running down the hall. Yeah. Yep. And he's calling for, her, and he goes over to the elevator. To where she, uh, you know, he opens the, what is it? Uh, the elevator's closing. He sees her in there. And the doors apparently are trying to force close on him. So he's trying to pull it apart. And you can see she's in the reflection. 
and she gives this shitty and grin smile. Then she opens the door. It's an empty shaft, and Donna, out of nowhere, comes and pushes this motherfucker. Thank God. Finally, and pushes his ass and into falls. the elevator shaft, and he bends his over. And, <laughs> and he comes up, and he's bent over this fucking. And he's dead. Yeah, he did. He dead, motherfucker. He's good. So when the, when the elevator comes up, then in comes out Jufro. Who is riding in the elevator car that the guy just landed on, but yet... You know, just like the rest of the movie, didn't notice any thud. Well, you know, no reaction, no nothing. And she killed, you know, she just killed a motherfucker. Yeah. And then she's kissing this, and then she attacks this dude. Well, it's because they're not Donna and Jufro anymore. That's they're, true. They're the two of those demonic things from Right. The because as they're sitting there kissing, like, he pulls her face off. And as he does that, their hands, like, the skin on their hands starts to come off. Yeah. And then she's just, no reaction. No. You know, hey, you just turn on my face, motherfucker. No, yeah. nothing like that. Just, okay, here we go. So they're walking down the hallway, and they start laughing because they're like, oh, they, they thought I was her. And those little poltergeist, 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 demon little giggles and right. shit. And kind of a cool effect. Like, they're walking down the hallway, and um, you see them, and you see their reflection. And then as they as they keep going, they they disappear off camera, and then when but you still see their reflection. But then when the camera turns more towards the hallway they're actually not in the hallway yes they disappear but the reflection is still there yeah so that was kind of a cool little little trick i mean you know it wasn't meant to be scary it just meant to be, meant to be more like and oh, i love wow. the extension cord they just leave in the middle of the floor yeah it's there the whole fucking it's like it's there the entire fucking movie is anybody gonna pick that shit up no <laughs> it's, it's plugged in 24 fucking seven i guess so i think that, that extension cord powers the whole building yep yeah so then uh, we got the scene where uh, Scarrett is chasing um, uh, Carol Ann upstairs, and, and, and the wife she, is like... Well, what's funny is he yells up the stairs, Carol Ann, you're up there. And then we get a single flash of a red light. Yeah. out of For no reason. Yeah. So he buys that. Oh, it's her. It's, it's her. So yeah. they run up there, and they end up lo- somehow locking themselves in a, fucking, in a fucking walk-in freezer. Yeah. They got all these animals hanging upside down. You know, frozen. You uh-huh. know, a pig. It looks like a goose or some shit. But you said it looked like a damn plesiosaur. Look like a damn Loch Ness monster up in that <laughs> motherfucker. Well, of course they get locked in, and then this hose cuts on, and the damn thing starts to flood at an incredibly fast rate. Super with fast. With this weird ass looking green fucking water, and you're like, yeah. "What the hell?" Some sewer where's, ass water. Where's, Mar- where's Marvin Zindler? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Once again, if you ain't heard of Marvin Zindler, you know, Google his ass. Yeah. And Tangia, looking like she's taking an enormous shit, <laughs> comes out of the water, straining, looking yeah. like she's straining, and hands Scarrett, you know, gives Viper the necklace. Yep, saying outside in. Outside in. Inside, Take that you necklace, know. bitch. That's right. Hands it off, then she vanishes you and know, then- after he takes it. And, and you're sitting there going, you got to be fucking shitting me. And this is the scene that I got wrong. Because remember when I was talking to you before we started watching it, I thought she came through a mirror, mirror and gave it at to some her. point, but she doesn't. Yeah. She is in the mirror later, but not, you know, not, she didn't not, come not, to, when, not when she gave him the necklace. Not right. that that's important. But anyway, moving on. Here so, we are. So then they now flash out of, forward all, out of nowhere. They end up in the fucking parking garage. In the parking garage, and everything is fucking a foot thick in ice and snow. Everything. Uh, and all the cars, for some reason, go Christine. Yep. Not even cool, though. Nope. And they they very lazily. Very slowly. Try to, very slow, very yeah. lazy, try to run them over. 
one car has a hole in the windshield and a real bright light coming out of it. And it's fucking Kane in and there. And he's yelling and he's like, who the hell are you? And he says, it's me or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I'm the parking attendant, bitch. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> what? Oh. You want, oh yeah, so but that okay, so this thing goes on for like ten minutes where they're they're just dodging cars around and shit. Yep. And then uh Tom Skerritt realizes that uh uh he has the, the necklace and that will protect him and then as as they're going around being chased by cars, one flips on its side, the other car another car hits it. I mean and, it's lousy. Yeah. And when it hits it though, it hits it in the gas tank and splits it open. Gas is going everywhere. Pink gas. Yeah, it's pink gas. Very I pink. I don't know what the fuck. But uh, then Tom Skerritt uh, pulls out his his lighter because he's a smoker, by the way. It's Viper, damn it. Whatever, and <laughs> throws it on the ground, and it blows everything up. So I'm trying to cool this thing up just a little bit. You can't even even Tom Skerritt can't fucking cool no, this thing I up. No, I guess man. not. No, I mean it, it's so fucking like lame and retarded. So then they blow it up, but then all of a sudden, like there's a flash, and then they're now, in the think parking about garage. This. He sets off a fucking car explosion in his own building. Yeah, who you know. I guess he did it to set, you know, the sprinklers off. Whatever. No, he he but, did it to blow up the cars. He didn't know it was going to set the sprinklers off. He was trying <laughs> to blow the cars up. But, because what happens is it, it when he, when when it blows up there's a flash and all of a sudden they're still in the parking garage, but all the cars are back where they were. There's there's nothing. no destruction, but all the sprinklers are going off. Yeah. But there's no destruction at all. But there's no mirrors. How the fuck is this happening? Because movie, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> So at at that point he realizes, holy shit, outside in. I know what she means. She means that he controls the inside, but we need to get into him from the outside. Exactly, because everywhere he looked on the outside, they can get to him out there because right. he kept looking in through the windows and shit. And so they they go up to the top of the building. They find the elevator. They see Jerky Man. Yep, see Jerky Man. Yep. Yeah, and, and he's completely rotted out. Looked yep. like he'd been dead for 3,000 years. Yeah, not, not 10 fucking minutes. Nope. And, you know, skeleton. And, and, and once again, uh, yeah. just, he, yeah. he, Viper just kind of raises him up, looks at him, says, He's hey, like, I ain't, cl- I ain't cleaning that. I'll get the fuck janitor him. to do it. They get in the same elevator and go all the way to the fucking top of the building and get on one of those little window washing deals. Yep. Yeah, because he and needs to go. I'm like, fuck that. 98 floors up on a window washing platform. Yeah, you're like, I'm not doing fuck that. Fuck no. No, Hell I'm not doing no. that shit. You like, know, I'd use a water cannon in a helicopter. Fuck that. Like, no way. Caroline, I knew you, but uh, you're on your own, bitch. And once again, I've noted several times, for some reason, in all the movies we've been watching lately, there's a personal space issue here. Yeah. Everybody's all up in everybody's grill. Yeah. Scarrett's up in his wife's grill constantly. Like six which is, inches. Eh. Like, what the fuck? And he's up in his daughter's grill constantly. The Jenner's like, up in his grill. The... I'm like, you go, Tom, you old pimp. <laughs> <laughs> so they're outside. So he gets a shovel. Mm-hmm. That he snatched out conveniently out of a of a wheelbarrow on the way up there, right? And smashes the fucking window and gets sucked the fuck in. Yep. And then Caroline comes out, who is not really Caroline, nope. of course. Nope. It's fucking Kane talking shit again. I mean, you can see it coming at this point. Oh it's yeah, blatantly obvious. She's telling him, "You don't love me. Give me the necklace and just fuck off." You I'll, know? G- I'll give you back Donna and Jufro and <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and you what's can have face? all these fucks back. Just give me the necklace. I'll go with Kane. Know? You don't love me. Okay, so anyway, she finally fucking confesses that I love you and blah, 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 and all this shit, you know, because she's been doubting her love, right. doubting her decision and all this crap. And yeah. it's like, she didn't act like her aunt. And I think this is her mom's sister, not her dad's yeah, sister. Yeah, it's, it's her mom's anyway, sister, yeah. 
So she sits there, says, I ain't giving you a fucking necklace. You know, kiss my ass. So, of course, <laughs> here comes Cane Face through the kid again. Right. Fuck you. And runs off. Uh-huh. And so she jumps in the she window. She goes in the window, too. Why not? Everybody yeah. else is in here. Let me get some of this, my damn self. Goes in there. Everything's frosty. It's frozen. We are obviously on the other side of the mirrors now. We are in the, the other dimension. The other dimension. Or as the all. paranormal activities call it, the ghost dimension. Oh. and so um yeah so she's in there by herself and she's uh trying to find uh what's going on then kane shows up and she takes his head off with a shovel takes out with a shovel which is talking shit it's fucking hilarious fucking knocks his head off the head starts disintegrating and coming apart and all this shit and then here comes kane again again so obviously no we didn't we can't kill kane that easy and so he tells her that uh, that he wants them all because he wants he, he needs to go to the light. I'm gonna he, go he to light, Car- Carol Ann to go to the light. But then That's Zelda right. shows up. Zelda and tells him, "Look, Kane, you don't need Carol Ann to go to the light. She's, I can take you to I the can light. Take you to the light. And then there for- is peace and serenity in the light. And he and he goes. And <laughs> this motherfucker who's been after Carol Ann for three fucking films, yep. right? Decides, okay, you know, I will go with Zelda for no fucking reason other I'll, than... You know, I'll, I'll give up the youthful, you know, high-energy child for a wrinkled old 300-pound yeah. hag yeah. who's four-foot-nothing and so, <laughs> got, and like, six chins. Here, here's my other thing. So so they go, and then he does give back the, the, the daughters and, and yeah, Tom Scarrett. And he doesn't even put up a fight. No. See, you're thinking it's coming to a climactic battle. No. But it basically just shuts the fuck down. Yeah. She just says, I'll take you. And he just goes, mm. he drops his arm and he starts walking, kind of like Doc Brown did when he dropped his hands and had that hopeless look on his face when he blew up the DeLorean trying to use booze yeah. to start the motherfucker. He said, but like, this <laughs> motherfucker you know is still about. delusional thinking he's going to heaven after all these fucking people he's killed. Yeah. You know, he's killed all these people and he's he's ha- he's he's fucking tormented this family for like three movies. Yep. And he still thinks this motherfucker's going to heaven. And we we, we know for damn sure that Zelda was like, uh, yeah, come on, Kane, let's go. I'll take you to the light. And as they leave, and once he gives back to the family, they go a little bit further. And as soon as they close the door, he, she grabs his ass and throws his ass in hell. That's right. You know for sure, because that motherfucker's oh, going yeah. to hell. And, and then you get the fade away. Yep. Um, shows the exterior of the building that they're in. And then we get a big old lightning flash. This is after they're gone. Yeah. We get a lightning flash, and we hear Kane's stupid little laugh again. Then the credits roll. And that's it. And it's, it's the... One of the most anticlimactic endings to a movie ever. And we try to stretch this a little bit because there were literally patches of this movie that went 15, 20 minutes without anything. No, nothing happening. You know, uh, the occasional reflection was about all you were getting. This is not, it was not scary. No. I mean, it wasn't nowhere near as powerful as the first one. No, nowhere near. Yeah, you know, well, of course. Why don't you give your review, Jamie? If it was anything like the first one, it wouldn't be on a show anymore. Oh, fuck no. Way. Absolutely not. Okay. Well, as far as I'm concerned, the acting was middle of the road. Could have been worse, but it wasn't great. The script, eh. You know, the dialogue was okay. Typical 80s shit. Uh, the story itself was not explained well. There was no premise. You had no idea why the fuck she was there. It didn't say anything. But there were flashes of it that were okay. Um, the effects... <laughs> 
There weren't many. The 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 pool jizz was hilarious. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, the 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 constant freezing of stuff. You know, it was loud. Uh-huh. You know, the reverse film. You know, the smoke that was coming down. They crawled back up the stairs. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious these effects, but there weren't really any practical effects. There was no blood. Knocking the head off was lousy. I'm just going to go, you know, out of respect for Heather. Okay. I'm going to go middle of the road on this one. I'm going to give this one three turds. Three turds. All right. I'm not going to be real mean to it. Uh, I know it was her last project, mm-hmm. uh, but it really didn't have, it didn't have a real, no. <laughs> <laughs> just no. Just no. Just no. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I agree with you on, on most of those parts. Uh, the, the acting was, wasn't too bad. There were some, uh, the psychiatrist was pretty horrible actually he was a pretty terrible actor yes uh everybody else did okay um for the most part it's pretty believable uh the script was the script was just i mean uh, it was terrible it was just terrible i mean it, it, was, it didn't make any sense people people were acting like fucking idiots the whole time <laughs> nobody had the correct reaction to anything no uh, the story the story was dumb as hell because i'm sorry a, a ghost haunting an entire building i mean i get it if i get it if if on the first one his spirit is attached to his bones that are underneath the house. Yep. Not only that, but he has the bones and the spirits of the other people that were in the cavern with him. Yes, kept that that gave him power. Okay. Yep. Now this is years later, and it's a fucking building in a whole different city. Yeah. So he should not have this power. But then know? again, that doctor fucked it up. Remember, she yeah. saw, she told him you let him here. But still, anyway, it's a stupid story. Yep. Um, the effects were cool that there were. I mean, the girl Donna coming through Zelda's corpse is really neat. Yeah. Um, the mirror effect was pretty cool. The the one she, when it grabbed Carol Ann's hands was pretty yep. neat. Um, I mean, other than that, there weren't too many other effects. There weren't really. I mean, I'm trying to think how many actual kills were in this fucking movie. Honestly, like I don't think four? it was just the one that was... I can remember. The guy falling in the elevator. Who else died? Zelda died. Well, she, how, how the fuck she did didn't she... really die. She went other dimensional. Motherfucker, she's dead. Her 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 body is as she went other ceased living dimensional. She is she an ex person. She, she did not have. Well, she she did go jerky. She go jerky. <laughs> she's an okay. ex person. Yeah. So maybe two two people. Okay. Uh, let me see. Did the boyfriend the Jufro come back or yep. no? He came back. He, okay. He um. So yes, yeah, just just two people. Just two dead. Two people in this fucking movie. Two dead. Yep. Anyway, so. Um, it didn't have any of the suspense or the thrills. Well, you know what? In all creepiness. fairness, in the first one, nobody died either. And the second one, nobody died. Yeah, but it was still Except scary. Grandma, she died of old age. It's still scary as shit, though. But yeah. It was but that's what I mean, but nobody died. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a step up in the death count, but by, step by, way by a down. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, th- this movie was uh, pretty boring. Um <laughs> I would not watch it again, so I'm going to go five on this. Damn. Yeah, I'm going to go five. Rest you, in peace, Heather. Rest in peace. <laughs> Look, it's been like 20 years, okay? We can, yeah, I, we, I, we I can think, get past it now. Yeah, we can get past it. It's, <laughs> you know, it, it's definitely not too soon, yeah. so whatever. I mean, it's still a shitty movie, so I I'm going to go five. Watch hey. it once. Get rid of it afterward, but at least watch. Because yeah. you got you got to watch the whole trilogy. Yeah, You have you to do. watch the whole trilogy. I mean, it's like Indiana Jones. You know, I mean, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull sucks. Yeah. And and Temple of Doom isn't that fucking great, you know? Yeah, that was like a sine wave. Raiders, way up here, freaking excellent. 
Temple of Doom and eh, came down a little bit. Goes back up with with Last Crusade was awesome. Yeah, and then it was almost Raiders awesome. Almost Raiders awesome. And then it came back down way a little bit for Crystal down. Skull. No, way fucking down Crystal well, Skull. Well, the ants killing the dude was pretty cool. The CGI was shitty. Shia LaBeouf was a terrible character. <laughs> Uh, fucking uh, Russians versus Nazis is no question whatsoever. Who gives a shit about Russians? I love Russians? the way we do this. I love the way we just straight other shit because what we got presently to talk about just ain't worth the shit. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so but you got to watch the trilogy. So you got to watch it once. You got to. You got to. I mean, it's it's worth it. So, uh, yeah. So that's 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 it, guys. That um, is it. James, you want to tell us where they can tell them where they can find us? Absolutely. You can find me right now on the floor. I've just about had it. <laughs> Absolutely. You can find us. On the fourthhand.com media network. Excellent network. Tons of great shows. More shows being added all the time. Great people. Great shows. Give them a listen. Give them a shout out. Uh, like their projects. Uh, you can also find our other project on there, State of Fear. And you can also find us on Facebook, of course, under What the Suck. And we are also on Instagram under What the Suck. And you can find the podcast anywhere where Any- podcasts can be listened to. Where? Anywhere. Yes. Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Podcasts Stitcher, Box, yeah, yeah, all of them, all of them, yeah. We're pretty much everywhere. Chris has worked real hard on getting our project at, all over the place, all over the motherfucking place. Uh, and where can they, where can they find you if they want to follow you on the the social medias? Well, if they want to find me, they better hurry up too, because my shit's filling it's up. It's getting close up, guys. Yep, I got about forty six hundred. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I'm James E Bishop the third. Currently, my uh, Profile picture is a picture of the T-800 Terminator. <laughs> yeah, because he, he is pissed. Yeah. And then I have also uh, on Instagram at James Bishop III. All right. Awesome. And uh, I guess if they want to find me, I don't know why they want to, but if, if they want to, they can find me on Instagram. Um, <laughs> look up Chris Davila, D-A-V-I-L-A. Um, you can find he hates there. social media, folks. I do. So he may or may not answer you, but don't take it personally. He absolutely but, detests it. That's why I handle all the social media. But still, write me if you want to. Absolutely. Um, and if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm at little dapper gentleman l i l underscore dapper underscore gentleman. Uh, you can find me there. You can follow me there as well. Uh, and of course, as he said, all of our projects are on there as well. So yes. Give us a, a find and guys, go on whatever app you use and leave us a comment please rate us yeah. review us just one hey, take long if even you if, th- th- if you think we're crazy just tell us hey right. say, hey you guys are nuts if we're doing if we're if we're entertaining you let us know if you're th- you know if there's things you think we could do better or add to the show let us know yeah we, we love absolutely your, we love your feedback we want to see it so even even if the feedback is just two words just says good show or, or okay show just leave something you know leave yes. a leave a the more uh, comments we get and stuff like that good bad or otherwise gets us more exposure and helps the project grow and we we want that we want you know we don't make any money here right we do this for free because we love it right exactly and we're just asking for a little help get yeah. out there and let us know what's up yeah guys so just uh, go rate us review us comment whatever um share us with your friends with your family whoever uh get the word out there please so until next time this is chris and i will see y'all at the next shit fest yeah and this is james and if it ain't on what the suck it ain't shit
You've been listening to a fourth hand joint. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea.